0: Well, my name is Hudson Mazat and this is the Work in Progress podcast. It's obviously quite the work in progress because that intro started with a, well, my name is Hudson Mazat. So today I'm going to be talking to uh, Dan. How do you want me to introduce you? Whatever works for you. Okay. Uh, Daniel. I'm not, I'm
1: not particular <laughs> about my name. <laughs> Mr.,
0: Mr. Dan Smots, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so he is uh, the owner and the like the business head of Goulash Media, and he has his own podcast called The System is Down. And we're going to be talking about actually both of those things today, so it'll be fun and interesting and educational for everybody. Does that sound good to you, Dan?
1: Educational informational programming for children. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's what I specialize in. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I would would, uh, have to contest that a little bit, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, I have questions prepared. It's okay if we don't follow those questions, but... That's this is a this is a first interview, so it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's exactly it's a work in progress. These interviews will get better and better as we go along, uh, and hopefully I'll get plenty. Theoretically, of, yes, in, in theory, <laughs> we could always be a work in progress, always needing more. Um, but <laughs> no promises. Yeah, I'll get different people on, and uh, it might get better. Dan, you you get the the worst episode of the whole series.
1: I am pretty accustomed to that. That's okay. totally fine with me. <laughs> okay.
0: To start this off to kind of direct the questions which came first the system is down or your goulash media
1: goulash media came long before okay. the okay okay how long before how many years are we talking uh i did um well i did like graphic design and video work not under that name it was under a couple different names um off and on all the way since high school um i didn't do it professionally up until I moved back from Ohio, which would have been about, I don't know, six or seven years ago, I think. Wow. And then I, I started doing, um, yeah, started doing the the name Goulash Media and uh, Goulash Films and all that and doing just freelance graphic design work primarily. Then I started getting more into video and yeah, then that escalated into all the stuff that it is now. Uh, the podcast has been going for about, I think, going on three years now. Wow. So. So a long time. You you you're experienced. You're a veteran in,
0: in podcast world. I'm a moderately lightly seasoned veteran. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just just enough seasoning. that right. you're, in the, you're in the perfect phase. So, exactly. um, I'm gonna edit out quite a bit of coughs probably because I'm just getting over something. <clears throat> <laughs> there might be a there might be a <clears throat> you were saying, <laughs> and then I'll just it's cut all together good. all the you were sayings, and we might we might we might include that. But okay, so you started this six or seven years ago. And you said it started with just graphic design? Yeah, primarily.
1: Okay. Yeah, graphic design. I was doing a little bit of web design and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Video a little bit, but it was more just like video for friends and stuff. I didn't have good gear or anything, uh, so I wasn't really charging anything for it. um, Just to get my foot in the door doing some music videos and stuff for friends, but that was about it.
0: Okay. So I know that you started, uh, did music for a while, and you still do music. Was music something that was something that, like you wanted to do or was in the forefront for you, like, this is what I'm going to do, and then Goulash Media came along, or was it kind of like, this is something that I'm not going to really
1: focus on? Music was always the plan, uh, the the dream of every musician to be big and famous, yes. and uh, then you grow up and realize that uh, not only, not just like you grow up, so you grow out of the dream, but growing up and realizing that uh, it, having that goal for music, um, and planning on putting a price tag on your music kind of takes away from the joy of music in my opinion. Um, and I, uh, I moved out to Des Moines area and the Columbus area and ran, uh, studios for production companies out there recording other people for like four years. Hmm. And, um, that kind of made me a little bit more, uh, I don't know. Disenchanted with the idea because I saw all these other people who were like in the same mental space as I had been. And, um, I had the joy of helping them make their music better and that type of thing, which, which I really enjoyed. But, um, them like being able to look at people and tell them, you know, this is what you should be doing. Uh, I was working with, uh, industry people and, uh, so I, I knew what needed to be done and I would tell them and then just seeing all the work and everything that had to go into it, I was just like. You know, it's not it's not for everybody who is even a good musician, uh, much less people who can just play guitar like you have to be a business person in order to do that. So that that was always the dream. But uh, it's not like the dream died. I just realized that the dream wasn't exactly what all that it was made out to be. And uh, there were other things that could make uh, make me money, make me more money, uh, still being creative and using my abilities.
0: So it was kind of like a, it, just over time, you just kind of decided, nah, maybe this isn't for me. You kind of got to see it, got a peek into the world of being a musician. Uh, and obviously, you still you still are engaged in music. You're still making, na- making music. I actually realized something just now. I'm going to go get a pair of headphones. Oh, um, okay. Because <laughs> all of what you just said was feeding into my microphone, so I'm going to have to do quite a bit sure. of uh, editing uh, in the future. But, uh, I, I'm cool, just gonna, go for it. I'm going to pause this, and, and I'll be right back. Okay, so just to recap what you just said, you started working in studios, you started working on production a little bit, helping helping out other artists, kind of got a peek into the world and how just how crazy it can be. Uh, was was competitiveness ever a factor in this?
1: Uh, a factor in which thing? The decision to do music or not. Of course. Yeah, that was a... a... Back in the early days, uh, I, I was always annoyed with uh, the over competitiveness in the local area of the music scene and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that I wasn't competitive. Like everybody, especially when you're young and stupid, you're like looking at everybody else like, "Oh, we're, we're going to be better than them." We're gonna like you're comparing yourself to other people who aren't successful, which mm-hmm. is. Really stupid, because like, what are we fighting over? None yeah. of us are gonna make it out of here. Uh, we might if we work together, but um, um, yeah, that that always bugged me about at least our local music scene. I've seen a difference in in the like the music scene in Columbus area and other places around the country, where the local artists work together better, and because of mm-hmm. that, it's they have more of a likelihood of maybe one of them making it out alive and doing something like financially successful with their art. But uh, hmm. yeah, it, it was a competition was always a minor part of it, but I always dreamt of a day when it wasn't, <laughs> I suppose. And working with musicians, I know as
0: a musician is just so much fun. And it is, it's really satisfying to complete a project with another musician because mm-hmm. you're not at each other's throats and trying to take each other down in the music scene. Get, get right. you know... Above the other person, what did the uh, the genres look like? And this, I know this is kind of an odd question, but the genres look like in c- the Columbus and Des Moines areas that you were in. Uh, is, is that were those two main places that you mentioned?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't uh, play out as much then. Um, I played just a handful of shows at each one. Um, it was uh, like genre wise, Des Moines seemed like they were. I don't know, a little more hipster rock-ish, um, which I can enjoy. Uh, a lot of indie stuff. And out in the Columbus area, they seem to have more of the um, kind of pop rock stuff. Hmm. Um, some of the best bands I recorded out there, some of the best bands that I worked with and played with were um, in the in like the pop punk and pop rock scene. And uh, the few shows that I played were primarily with those.
0: Okay. So I noticed that if, if you go and listen to dance music... Uh, it is, you can tell there's kind of a a little bit of that influence, I
1: would say. Would you agree with that? I am a pop whore. Yes. Uh, are we allowed to cuss on this or are we avoiding that? Uh, we're avoiding that, but, uh, I would say that,
0: that, 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 that's fine. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Anyway. Um, (laughs) if 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 you saw it in the Bible, it's probably
1: fine. Uh, There you go. All right. Well, ass. Um, anyway, I, uh, yeah, I've always been inspired by all types of um genres and everything mm-hmm. and um when it comes to like making my own stuff I I started out my solo stuff more like I'm going to do rap just because anybody can do rap. And I didn't have a respect for it. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing it and immediately got a different respect for it yeah. <laughs> because it's like you're a one man show and have to say a hundred words a minute and mm-hmm. carry uh, a performance by yourself. It's it's way harder even than the rock bands that I played in live. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember what the question was.
0: <laughs> I think the question was, how did the genres in the areas that you were in influence your music?
1: I don't know if they necessarily did, because I didn't get out into the, the scene all that much. Um, I, I did kind of, over the years, mold my own solo stuff into more of a just whatever happens, happens, and not even shooting or planning for a particular genre. And it's it's been good uh, to just to not feel like you have to start a new project every time you switch genres, uh, just do what you feel like and mm-hmm. nobody's going to buy it anyway. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and then yeah, if you ever make the mistake, of being like, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm just going to do what I feel like. And you make some weird wacky music and it becomes, you know, the top charts and you're like, well, I didn't right. think anybody was going to buy this, but now it's <laughs> right. out
1: there for all the world to see. Sure. That's, that's fine. O- honestly, like a couple of my songs that were just like, uh, just, Pooping out stupid, weird, like, the weirdest stuff that I've done seem to be what people gravitate to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? I did not think anybody would even like this thing, let alone it be, like, your favorite thing. So,
0: you never know. Right. In, in a world of people that uh, hate change, you'd think something different would just be awful and horrible, but I, sure. sometimes, you know, you'd be surprised. Yeah. I know I made the mistake of looking at the top charts, which right now is... Roddy, Rich, Drake, and Justin Bieber. Those mm. are the top three right now, but uh, I, I know I've made the mistake of looking at that and going, mm, I could do better than that. <laughs> and then, you know, you listen to this stuff and it's just like, <laughs> or whatever, and you're like, I can yep. totally do that. And then you sit down and try to do it and you're like, why is this so difficult? Sure. It sounds so simple.
1: You, even things like, like people bash on like auto-tune or like rappers because they use fake beats and stuff. And I, I was there in the past, but it's like, you do it. Like, yeah. you do it and prove that anybody can do it. Once once you prove that you can do better, then you can complain about somebody else. Until then, mm-hmm. just shut up and let them do their thing, and you do yours, and stay out of each other's business.
0: <laughs> and with, you know, autotune, they don't have to be perfect at everything. You know, like, uh, for example, Kanye West is a great producer and a great lyricist, but he just can't sing, so he needs the help of autotune sure. to, like, actually share his music.
1: Right. And autotune... Uh, it can be a tool more than it can be um, like a correction, even mm-hmm. like, I, I I know, like, uh, I don't know, I, I know some artists who can sing well, and they still choose to use it at certain points to give a certain feel, a certain aesthetic to that point in a song. It's like, it doesn't mean that you can't sing just because you're using it as a, as an instrument and a tool to make your song sound the way you want it to.
0: Right. I I totally agree with that. So I'm going to see if I can, if I can, we got into the music thing uh, real fast, but I guess it's just two musicians. (laughs) Uh, So we are going to go see if we can steer back into these questions that I have, because I want to hit some of these. Um, Where did the name goulash come from? Because it's such a strange thing, goulash media, goulash is a food, (laughs) a very delicious food. It is. Where did that come from?
1: Well, everybody asks me that obviously. Um, and that's kind of the point. <laughs> like it's not something that you forget easily because it is just absurd. And I could come up, I could say that there's some big elaborate explanation behind it. Uh, like, Oh, well we're just like a melding pot of all these different ideas and crazy stuff. We're like, we're like a nice goulash and it's, it's affordable and it's unique. No, it's a, uh, it was totally random and it has no meaning. Um, When I was out in Ohio, there was a a guy who was starting up a photography business. He was a good friend of mine, and um, we got together and we were like working on coming up with a logo and a name for him for his photography business. And I was, he and I were literally just going through the dictionary, looking at words and just throwing them out there for fun. And uh, I came to uh, goulash photography, and I was like, I was like, I, I just threw it out there as a joke, and it was like, oh yeah, whatever. And then I was like. I don't know why, but that name stuck with me for, like, the two more years until I moved back here and started my own thing. Uh, Like, it never left my brain for some (laughs) reason. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I like the name, and I don't have any reason or justification to like the name. But uh, it stuck with me for a couple years, so I was like, eh, maybe it'll stick with other people. And that is the only explanation that there is to
0: it. It does have a nice ring to it. Sure. It does. Goulash goulash Media. (laughs) So, this is kind of an odd question, but... When it comes to, obviously, one of the things that you do, I see you do a lot in Glowash Media, is record weddings, do wedding mm-hmm. videos. You did a wedding video for my brother recently. Yes, I'm sir. still waiting for that.
1: Um, well, <laughs> The editing process is a lengthy one, yes. and I have four weddings ahead of him still to edit.
0: <laughs> and, I, and I know that uh, because of how much time it's taken, it's going to be a beautiful, wonderful wedding video. I have sure. seen... Uh, samples some of your other samples it's pretty great okay but the question is what is it like recording plenty dozens of weddings every year is there is what's that what's that like to just be going to tons and tons of random people's weddings with the video camera <laughs> <laughs> recording their ceremony What what's that like is there is there an emotional
1: uh experience to that or does that change your perspective on weddings at all there's good and there's bad um I, I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, I will... I, I tell myself, like, to hype myself up a little bit, I will... I've gotten in the habit of just being like... Because I, I have, like, some social anxieties and things, too, believe it or not. But uh, I'll, I'll be like... When I'm getting out to go meet them for the first time, at the be- at, at, early on in the day, I'll just be like, you are a su- successfully self-employed, and your job is to make strangers cry. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like... I, I really enjoy it, and uh, my wife and I uh, did not get wedding video uh, when we got married because we got married at eighteen, nineteen, so we didn't have any money, mm-hmm. and we we regret it. We wish that we had done that, and uh, so that's kind of part of the passion of doing it for other people. Um, it's uh it's good. I like n- nine out of ten of them are a lot of fun, and it's cool to meet new people and interact with people, and mm-hmm. um, like just be able to. Uh, I, like getting into wedding video in the beginning, I was horrified of doing because I was more like music videos and things, but uh, a photographer friend of mine, uh, pushed me into it cause there were no videographers in the area for weddings. And I was like, well, I don't even know what a freaking wedding video is cause we didn't get one. And unless you look them up or like, you don't have any reason to look them up or see mm-hmm. where they're at. You just assume it's like camcorder in the back of the room, boring stuff. But, um, I looked them up and I was like, this is Basically, a, a music video that captures all the emotions of their wedding day. I can do that, so I, I enjoy it because it—it uh, it, I am able to be really like creative and put my own spin on things. There, there's the occasional bad one where it's like. It it really all comes down to does the bride and groom seem like they want to be there? If they don't seem like they want to be there, it's not going to work out. <laughs> but right. still do the best that we can. Uh, I can only uh, you know, make them look as happy as I can, but uh <laughs> occasionally there's a there's a, a, a stinky one. <laughs> yeah. You have after effects. You can add in smiles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it looks super natural. I'll just superimpose mouths on them yeah well
0: it's i i I do really love that you know i i never really thought of it that way in making people cry you you literally people pay you to make make them cry um right you and it's it's great to know that somebody in in your area of expertise wedding videos usually it's like somebody comes in like all right where's the bride? where's the room you take the you take the video and they walk out with their paycheck sure but i do like the fact that you uh make an effort to make it like the best you possibly can make every wedding your best work even if the couple
1: is not particularly happy to be there <laughs> right yeah even all the bad stuff you you won't remember the bad stuff mm-hmm. based on the video because uh we we do we have polished some real turds and uh made them look like it was the best day ever but uh I, yeah i do uh i care a lot and uh even like it has its struggles and it's stressful and it, it's a lot of work and everything, mm-hmm. but it's like at the end of the day, uh, these are people and I want them to have the, uh, the thing that I don't have and the thing that I wish that I did, that I do have, um, so that they can look back and, you know, see the ways that they talk to each other and the people that they were, uh, you know, 12 years in the past, <laughs> like my wife and I are completely different people now than we were, uh, 12 years ago. And it'd be great to see how like we spoke to each other back then. Hmm.
0: that's that's great. I love the the passion behind that, the the motivation. Um, For I sure. like I said before, I've seen many people who are just they have no no motivation behind their job, and they're just like whatever, get this right. get let's it's get this over job. with. Yeah, and right. I could definitely tell that when you did uh, the brother's wedding video, you're like you were you were really putting everything into it, and I I can't wait to see the. the
1: nah, the I had project. way more. <laughs> I didn't put it all in there you had, you had more to give <laughs> I didn't care oh you know. no that it, it was fun it's always fun shooting for friends and family and stuff too because that makes like it makes it more personal mm-hmm. and uh, you know you know how you things that you can get away with uh, interacting with them and jokes that you can or can't tell uh, <laughs> around family members and stuff um, so it was a lot of fun I always enjoy that
0: well if they ever renew your vows uh,
1: we know who to call perfect <laughs>
0: shifting gears a little bit uh, from the goulash media scene, where did the idea for The System is Down come from?
1: Um, the idea for the name or the show itself?
0: The show itself. I know okay. where the name came from, and we can explain that
1: later, but <laughs> sure. the show itself. The show itself basically stemmed out of... Uh, it actually kind of stemmed out of the name, um, because... Okay. I don't remember why exactly, but I was watching like political stuff and looking up some conspiracy stuff. And, uh, the name came because I was like, post, I would post a tweet and then put hashtag the system is down. And I knew what it was a reference to and that it was just kind of funny. And then one of my friends was like, uh, who's, he's like, he works in the political sphere. Uh, he was like, you should start a podcast with that name sometime. I was like, yeah, that's kind of the plan actually been, I'd been pondering it, um, The podcast itself came from my friends and I would get together, have a drink, and uh, just chat about uncomfortable things. Like I always like digging into uh, deeper topics that a lot of people apparently find uncomfortable, like conspiracies, politics, and religion, and um, you would just get together and chat about those types of things um, long into the night, and (laughs) that was where it started. I was like... I started getting into listening to podcasts. I was like, these aren't terrible conversations. We should really be recording them and releasing them to the world. And that was the intention was to have it be more of a roundtable show where we do more stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. it very quickly turned from four people chatting to uh, me interviewing people because um, it's really hard to get four guys scheduled together, especially when like me being self-employed, I can do stuff easier during the day and have time for my family at night and they all work real jobs during the day so
0: right. <laughs> and actually that stemmed into um, a group that we did at our church for a while right there was no drinking and it wasn't didn't go late into the night but <laughs> sure <laughs> similar conversations um, right. And, uh, so you think there was no drinking? <laughs> Secret drinking. <laughs> Got it in your sleeve. That's right. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta set the mood for this, for these conversations. <laughs> mm-hmm. So system is down, and then the name came from. If I understand correctly, it's the strong. It's a strong bad reference, right? Yes. The yeah. Classic, classic internet cartoon. Of course. When I have children, I'm gonna be like, "Have you ever seen Strong Bad? And like, Strong Bad, what's that?" And it's like, "It's an internet show. What's the internet?" Well. Son, we have some history to talk about.
1: (laughs) Remember back before this new super internet, there was internet. uh, And there was this thing called YouTube. And before that, there were websites that made their own shows and hosted them on their own channel. And somehow, we found them. I don't know how that happened, but it was a thing once. Using uh,
0: Flash, Adobe Flash, CS5, ancient technology now. (laughs) Yep. So that's where the name came from. It came from Strong Bad's song... He saw so, song where he's like talking about modern music, right? Yep, techno music. <laughs> we might, I might insert a clip of that uh, right about now.
1: Well, it's not really my style, but I heard a techno song one time that went like, dum 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 dum, and then this other part came in that was like, dum 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 dum. And then there's always some kind of high-pitched noise, you know, or like a siren. It's like, and of course they have to put in the obligatory old movie quote from some sci-fi movies, like the You can get away with it. It, It's not a copyright infringement because I use it in every single episode, so apparently it's fine. (laughs) Nice. That's perfect then. Yep. (laughs) Uh,
0: And you mentioned at the very beginning of this that you started doing The System is Down about three years ago. Is that correct?
1: Something like that. I'm also terrible with dates, so don't fact check me.
0: (laughs) Well, I know that when you were referring me to the Vermin Supreme interview, Mm -hmm. you said a month ago and it was like three months ago.
1: Gosh, I, was, see, <laughs> was in, uh, I have no idea. They all blend together at some point. <laughs> yeah,
0: see, and that kind of shows the evolution of the show too, though, because you started with interviewing, you know, three of your friends, and then you mm-hmm. went over to interviewing Vermin Supreme. Yeah, which took me halfway through the episode to realize that he was an actor. Uh, He's a satirist. Know. It's like, who is the psychopath? <laughs> He's and now fantastic. I, <laughs> now I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's it? What's the process look like for starting a podcast? Obviously, I I should know what this looks like because I'm starting one <laughs> myself, but it's different for everybody, and sure. I'm sure people are curious to know what that was like. How was? I'm sure it was a stressful experience. Was it like, uh, this is just something I'm going to do on the side, or or was it, uh, I'm going to dive headfirst into this podcasting world?
1: Uh, it's always been a bit of a hobby. I mean, we've had... I, I have did not expect when I was starting out to have, to be able to have the opportunity to talk to all the crazy big guests that I've been able to talk to. Like it's literally like the technology world is insane right now to where you can have a microphone and find yourself talking to like a guy who survived the Waco attack or the lady who was raped by Bill Clinton or what have you just out of nowhere. But, uh, I mean, my process was probably simpler than most because I already had all the uh, recording gear and stuff from doing uh, band things over the years. Mm-hmm. So I had everything that I needed on the hardware side of things. It was just a matter of doing a little bit of um, digging and exploring um, the best routes to go as far as hosting and ways to get things out there to people. But um, there's, it's really simpler than, I don't know. I don't want to say it's simpler than most people think, but uh, most people, I suppose, don't. Have the hardware side of things all figured out in mm-hmm. the beginning. So, this uh, isn't my microphone, surprisingly. I know people can't see, but this is not my microphone. Sure. This is borrowed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just building a community is important in podcasting, like building a collective group of people who, like for us, it's the System is Down Forum on Facebook, just mm-hmm. finding people who think and are interested in the same things i mean we don't all think the same way obviously because there's so many different weird topics that we cover but having a group of people who enjoy the show enjoy like talking about the same weird stuff as we do um building that community is probably the most important thing in starting a podcast um obviously i have to have content before that but you know <laughs> it's, it's the podcast <laughs> part of things sure Actually, I think I started the forum right, uh, shortly before I started the podcast. It was like, I'm going to do it. I'll make a forum, add in a bunch of weirdos, and then make the podcast after it. I don't remember which came first.
0: I, w- I, th- I believe it was, if I if I remember correctly, because I know that I was in communication with you during the startup process of this, and if I remember correctly, the forum came first because it's I feel like it would be good to have like uh, an audience first sure and content second I don't know depends on what you do
1: yeah but. I don't know I've taken some there's some good podcasting courses out there that know more than I do I probably did everything backwards but <laughs> uh, I don't know really what works best and what doesn't and uh, I just have fun with it and uh, let it be what it is mm-hmm. do you have a subreddit systems down
0: subreddit subreddit that i really should yes you should
1: i'm not uh i'm not a redditor yet (laughs) i'm not good at learning new things reddit is an old thing though i know but (laughs) figuring out new things i don't even use instagram hardly at all (laughs) like i I just make a podcast and that i put it out there um like Even like learning new software, learning new camera gear and stuff like that, it takes me forever to actually sit down. Because I, I'm the type of, if you're into Enneagram, I'm a five. So if okay. I'm going to learn something, I have to know everything about that thing to feel like I know anything about it. Otherwise, I feel like I have uh, done a disservice to that thing. So <laughs> I will get overwhelmed because I'm like, that's going to take a long time to figure out everything to it. So I'm not going to figure out anything to it. And so I end up not doing things that I should <laughs>
0: So, Reddit uh, is something in the future that we should look out for. Correct?
1: Absolutely. You should it learn, sounds like. learn how to use an
0: ancient piece of internet technology, possibly right. the first internet <laughs> forum ever. It's true. And uh, so, uh, let's see. Still using
1: a Zanga account in MySpace, you know? Zanga? <laughs> Not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard of Zanga. I know what MySpace is. I'm old mm. enough to know what MySpace is. Well, wow, Zanga was
1: Zanga was basically before all of it. It was like. An early social media where it was just you have a blog and it was like the first blog where you just go and type your thoughts out and then you could have some background music play and stuff like that. It was very very basic. Kind of like
0: Tumblr, share blog,
1: yeah. Sure, why not? I don't know. MySpace is a (laughs) music sharing platform now, right? I don't know. I think so. Last I knew, I tried logging back into an old MySpace account and I tried setting up a new one. It is. So clunky, I it's never going to work. But uh, MySpace, back in the golden years, was glorious. And I actually used to make money off of, in my early design years, I would make money designing uh, MySpace layouts for, for people because they had it. So you could basically recode the entire page right. to make it a website. So I was selling MySpace layouts. And now everything is, you know, everything is just cookie cutter. You have to stay within their parameters and their boxes, and it's boring.
0: <laughs> we uh, recently, because I, I I do build some websites for, uh, my dad has a website building business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I help out in that quite a bit. And now it's literally just drag and drop. Like it's just click, here's my right. picture. And back then it was like. <laughs>
1: Using <laughs> you know? WordPress Divi theme and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> oh, yep. Divi actually, exactly.
1: It's what I use too. It's wonderful. I, I still hate web design, but uh, <laughs> it's made it a heck of a lot easier than it used to be.
0: At least you're not typing out long strings of HTML.
1: Square. Yep. Yep. Slash. <laughs> <laughs> type in three three numbers, refresh. Type in three numbers, save, refresh. Type. no, yep. nope, nope,
0: nope. Nope, nope. It's I just heavy. destroyed the whole website. Wait, everything's in the wrong <laughs> yep.
1: place. Hold on. Yep, I didn't close that tag, so nothing works now. Great. Start over.
0: For those of you who don't know, Dan still uses Hotmail and AOL.
1: <laughs> I use... Uh... What is it, GeoCities, or <laughs> I don't even remember all the old stuff. And no, I do not have a Hotmail. I don't think I ever had a Hotmail, actually. Who did? I did use Yahoo?
0: Who did have a Hotmail? I know. Kayla. Still, I know people who do still have a Hotmail. Yeah. And I'm always just like, why? Where is this, does this website even exist anymore?
1: Yeah, I think it's. Uh, were you alive during MSN Messenger days? oh gosh, what, what were those days? What were those years? <laughs> it was before social media. It was just a messenger and you would see, it was a chat room and you would see if your friends were on and you could text on the internet. And uh, that was all we had. <laughs> <laughs> I know I
0: was alive before the d- days of social media. I fall mm-hmm. right outside that age. So I'm like, I'm not young enough to have a cell phone at 10 years old. right? But I'm also not old enough to like, you know, use dial up. But (laughs) (laughs) dial-up's even older I don't know Were you old enough to use dial-up? Are you you that old?
1: I'm not only old enough (laughs) I'm not only old enough But my family was poor enough That yeah, we used all those things For a good long time Our first computer was like The Apple II green screen With the yellow letters And you insert floppy disks Wow. Uh, We didn't even have internet For a very long time and yeah, I, I remember the implementation of the internet itself, which is horrifying to say, but I take a little bit of pride in it.
0: I know that I am at least old enough to have used Windows 98. Yep. So, I'm I'm there.
1: Yep. Yep. 95 though, man, that was that was the bomb, <laughs> you know. If you're if you're looking for <laughs> do, do you remember the old screensavers that had like you're going through the the hallway maze and you see the windows logos and things? No, I do not remember that. Dang. Dang. Your childhood sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I believe I have a laptop upstairs that still runs Windows 95. It's got like thousands of old photos on it and it's but it it has a piece of the shell broken off. And it's mm-hmm. just this metal grate that's revealed. So you can't yep. have it on your lap. You can't actually use it as a <laughs> laptop because your pants will probably catch on fire. Sweet. <laughs> it's that old. I don't even know if we have the power cable for it. Nice. Well, ancient technology, goulash media, and podcasting. Where can we find you, Dan?
1: You can find me on the internet. <laughs> like, where can <laughs> we find you? What you is just go your, to p what uh, s because you want to be safe on those internets. Uh, colon backslash or forward slash forward slash tsidpod.com. Uh, yeah, you can find the podcast at tsidpod.com or on all the social medias except for Reddit and uh Tumblr or whatever. I don't know. Um, you can find my uh design stuff on goulashmedia.net because some bag stole the uh the domain from me to get the dot com and uh you can find all the video stuff at goulashfilms.com
0: goulashfilms.com goulashmedia.net and then all the socials yep. that sounds great and i'll have links to all these things in the like the little podcast description description, description. i think that's what it's called isn't that what's called the description sure
1: description show notes whatever
0: show notes show notes sounds more professional
1: right (laughs) you can find these in the show notes gotta learn the lingo bro (laughs) (laughs) the
0: internet lingo right why does it have to have an accent
1: Mm, i don't know
0: (laughs) okay well thank you all for listening to this interview uh i hope you enjoyed learning about starting dan's process starting this business got a little bit of insight into what it's like to make wedding videos and be a musician in Des Moines, Columbus or the Quad Cities <laughs> if you happen to be <laughs> in those over. areas. Uh so thank you all for listening and uh that's it. It's going to be a very rough ending.
1: Additionally, you can find my music, if anybody cares, at Smots.com or on, more likely, all the social media stuff. I don't even know what my websites are for the band stuff anymore. Look up Smots or SH! Exclamation point is another one or The Dawn Retreat is another one and I'm in a bunch of cover stuff too, but who cares? And those are on, That's on all that.
0: the streaming platforms? Correct. Okay. Awesome.
1: Well, no, actually none of them are except for the sh exclamation point but uh they will be they will be soon
0: so look out for those well thank you dan for being on the podcast and this is going to be a very abrupt ending once again i'm just going to stop the recording thanks Uh, for having
1: me